This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, really right after the, the Beatitudes, Jesus says that his followers and believers generally are salt and light. And he gives a couple illustrations of what that is like. And I think a lot of people read that and they, they immediately think of evangelism, especially as you, you should shine as lights in the world. And that, that appears a couple other times in the New Testament as well. And I wonder if you could just explain it, maybe in context, because I know you've preached through that passage. Mm-hmm. But also, my main question is, how are Christians to be salt and light in the world? Does it only pertain to evangelism? Or are there broader applications of being salt and light in the world? I would think it applies to, to the whole of the life, everything uh, about the Christian's life. Obviously, salt, light, it's just it's a comparison. It's an analogy. So you would ask, you know, what, what does salt do? Well, it's a preservative, and it, it's a flavor enhancer. And if you think about light, obviously, in contrast to the darkness of this world. So Matthew 5.13 says, You are the salt of the earth. I would just emphasize from that statement, this is not something that we have to try to become. God made us this when he saved us. Mm, So you are the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. But if the salt has become tasteless, that's that flavor enhancement, Mm -hmm. how it would be made salty again. It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out to be trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on the lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works. So obviously it's not just our message, it's Mm -hmm. our manner of life, it's our way of living. I mean, good works would embrace everything from sharing the gospel, evangelism, teaching the the word of God, to how we live. Mm -hmm. Husbands, wives, godly offspring old enough to have been saved and then live according to the scriptures. And I really think that's what our Lord is emphasizing, even in terms of good works. He's talking about a life lived in accordance with the Scriptures, because he goes on to say, and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to abolish the law of the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. And he goes on to talk about his own role in coming into the world. But the very fact that he makes mention of not abolishing the law of the prophets, I think, underscores the idea that that these good works are works in accordance with the Word of God, in accordance with the Scriptures. And so as we live our lives as believers in in every realm of life, every walk of life, loving the Lord, submitting to His Word, in accordance with His Word, living our lives obediently, in that way, we are a preservative in the culture. We are the fragrance of Christ. Paul describes it that way in, in one place we're the aroma or the fragrance of Christ in this world, mm-hmm. we are shining the light of God in, mm-hmm. a, in a dark place. And so that, that's what I think the passage is speaking mm-hmm. to. So Jesus says, let your light shine before men. They see your good works and, and uh, turn to the Father. So obviously there, there's like an immediate sort of thought related to this that, um, okay, um, uh, we're a city set on a hill. Um, a light that shouldn't be hid under a basket. We should take the gospel of Christ and spread that good news into the world. But um, what about what about the broader applications I was thinking of too? Um, things like um, in your workplace, being influential in certain um, sectors of societies, uh, politics, uh, the social yeah. sphere, 
Is that what it means to be salt and light in the world too? It, it can. And so this is what I was trying to emphasize a moment <clears throat> ago. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Then he says, let your light shine. So really what we're thinking about is not how can I strategically mm-hmm. be salt or how can mm-hmm. I strategically be light. He says, men don't light a lamp and then hide it. I think the point that he's making is live like who you are. And so I don't sit around and think about ways I can be salt and light. Mm-hmm. I live as a Christian mm-hmm. in every realm of life. So as I, if I'm in a, in a place of influence that touches the world of politics, then let me live as a Christian in that role. We have a mutual friend who's, who's a district attorney mm-hmm. in an area here in Texas. He's a believer and his faith in Christ no doubt influences the way he sees all of the issues that he has to deal with in the application of the law. Now he is bound to apply the law as it's written, right. but he's going to do that with integrity mm-hmm. and with fairness mm-hmm. and even handedness because he's a believer. Mm-hmm. There are politicians who know Christ. It should, it should influence the way that they serve in the role that they've been entrusted. Mm-hmm. School teachers, every, every realm, every walk of life, if we all live as believers are meant to live for the glory of God, for the good of others, with the gospel in hand, yes, but with the truth of God in hand in every decision we make, that's what it means to be salt and light. Mm. So I think sometimes what we do, Josh, is we try mm. to strategize right. how to be. That's what I'm yeah, asking. That's what the in fact we already that. are. Yeah, you're already that. We, we already are that. And if we can keep that in mind, then I'm not trying to figure out how to be that. I just need to live for Christ wherever I'm planted. Obey the scriptures in whatever facet, realm of life that I have opportunity to obey God. So when I go into a, as a citizen, when I, when I think about through conversations, being able to influence people's thinking about cultural issues from a, from a Christian worldview, mm-hmm. then let me take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. When I go into a voting mm-hmm. booth, let me vote like mm-hmm. a Christian should vote. Mm-hmm. How does knowing the truth affect issues like abortion, mm-hmm. um, Transgenderism, uh, yeah, yeah homosexual, sort of marriage, yeah, yeah marriage, things of mm-hmm. that nature. So, so if we will just live as believers are meant to live, we are salt and mm-hmm. light. Mm-hmm. And, the, and so the, the only thing we can do to get in the way of that is not live like we are meant to mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. And in that way, we're hiding the light, mm-hmm. and we've lost our savor and and become mm-hmm. worthless with respect to what we're really meant to do mm-hmm. and be in the world. Is that this isn't a, an accusation at all? But is that a kind of passivity, though, when people want to take this, they want to turn it into a, um, an imperative to be uh, salt, to be light. You know, is it is it is there any sort of um, you know exhortation you would give to say this is who we are? Therefore, go into the world and and in all these areas to be influential and to affect well, the sort of salt. Yeah, and light. Well, definitely, the Lord Jesus sent us into the world with the gospel, mm-hmm. and that that's the the major influence we have. If we believe what the Bible teaches about human nature then the only way for people to be transformed is through salvation. Mm-hmm. You may have some temporary influence on a person's thinking through you know, power of persuasive argument on this issue or that issue, but, but hearts don't change apart from the power of God rescuing sinners, joining them to His Son, making them new creations in Christ. So the most powerful in- influence we have in the world is the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Beyond that, however, I would say there's nothing passive at all about saying, walk in the truth, mm -hmm. obey the Word of God. Think about every realm in which you're living and every set of decisions set before you. Now, how would you, how should you do this according to the Scriptures? Mm -hmm. That's not a passive life. That, that is a diligent, active, intentional kind of life where now I'm asking what does the Word of God require of me in this realm? Mm. That's, not, that's not passivity. Mm -hmm. And I think if we were active in that kind of way, instead of what I consider to be sort of an artificial kind of way, let me come up with seven ways that I can change my, my county, yeah. you know, and just sort of pull it out of the air versus going to the Word of God and asking, what am I meant to be as a believer? Mm. That is truly transformative. Mm -hmm. The other represents human wisdom and human power. This represents divine wisdom and divine power. And that's what turns the world upside down. Mm -hmm. Our Lord chose common men as his apostles. And what are they doing in the first century? They are preaching the gospel mm -hmm. and living it out. And the testimony of their surrounding culture was these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. There were powerful things taking place and none of it was through some sort of human strategy session. It was simply mm -hmm. doing what God had called them to do and to be who, whom God had, you know, what God had called them to be. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.